Thanks for joining us on Positively Dad for one of our Dad Talk episodes. My name's James Shaw. I'm your host. I'm a dad. I have a seven-year-old with my wife, Terry. And uh, we do this podcast called Positively Dad. Every Monday, we release an episode where we talk to some kind of expert about something that's helping dads out to be better dads or partners or just men. And then on Thursdays, we release an episode where we talk to dads. It's called Dad Talk, and that's what you're listening to now. And this is our fourth one of those. So thank you to everyone who's supporting it. You know, I started Positively Dad uh, back in the spring just as a resource for dads. When, when my wife and I became parents, I looked around for resources and didn't see a bunch of stuff for dads. And so I thought I'd start this Positively Dad. And, and so far, people seem to be enjoying it. And one of my favorite things now is, is this Dad Talk episode that we've kicked off just about a month ago where I go and just talk to dads out there about whatever's on their mind. And we've had some great conversations. Uh, And so if you have a chance, if you haven't heard them, go back and listen to the other ones. I think you'll enjoy them. So today we're going to talk to a dad with twins who also loves to travel. In fact, that's where Terry and Naomi and I met them. We were on spring break and uh, and met this family. He has these two twin six-year-old girls, and, and we got to get to know them, and Naomi loved hanging out with his daughters, and so they're just a great family. And his name is Juan Ruiz, and I'm excited to have him on today uh, so that we can kind of hear a little bit about what it's like to travel with twins, what it's like to raise twins, and then just the value and importance of taking these girls all across the world on trips and what he believes it does for his family. Because There's so many parents who delay travel until the kids are older, and as you'll hear, I disagree with that. He disagrees with that. We say get on a plane, get in the car, and go, right? So that's what we're going to talk about with Juan today. Juan, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, I'm excited. You know, you and I met. We were at a a spring break trip, and you guys were at a spring break trip, and and uh, your daughters and my daughter kind of hung out and played, and we got to hang out. I mean, you guys do a lot of travel with two little ones. So I want you to tell us first a little bit about your family, and then we're going to talk about why travel is so important. So tell us about your family. Sure. sure. So I'm a dad of twin girls, identical twin girls. They're about to be six years old in about a month. Um, when they were born initially, we were absolutely shocked that we were going to have two at the same time. We weren't even planning on that. We don't have twins in the family. So it was, a, it was definitely a shock to my wife and I. Uh, and we have always had a love and a passion for travel. So obviously with two at the same time, uh, you know, we were throwing a little bit of a curveball, but we knew that we weren't going to stop traveling because that is paramount to what we love to do in our lives. And we wanted to bring our girls along for the ride. No kidding. And it looks like they've had a lot of fun. I mean, I follow you on Instagram at double duty daddy. It's fun to watch. The pictures are great. And I've met the girls and you guys in person. They're a hoot. You guys are awesome. Here's where I want to start is just, first of all, parenting twins. Oh, my goodness gracious. Tell us about it. Well, uh, I can't I can't lie to you and tell you it's easy. Uh, first couple of years, it was sleepless nights. Uh, dads wake up at the same time as moms to do feedings at you know 2 a.m., 4 a.m., and 6 a.m. Um, so it's not easy. It's not for the faint of heart, but it does make you stronger. Uh, it does make you realize you're capable of anything as a dad. Um, and so it's it's a wonderful journey, honestly. It's it's not easy. It's a lot of sleepless nights. Most people say the first three months of a newborn is the toughest, but I would actually tell you that with twins, for us at least, the first 18 months or so was brutally hard. But uh, sitting looking back at it now, I wouldn't change it for the world. Well, of course not. Now, what's the biggest lesson you've learned in this time with as a dad of twins? Honestly, I, I think that it's just that what, the lesson I learned is that when you're a, when you're a father and you fully immerse yourself into 
your children's upbringing. And I'm not talking about just like, you know, being around for, uh, you know, the feeding or, or for certain milestones in life, but being there from the, the stuff that's not really glamorized in social media uh, of the dads do the bathing, the, you know, the drying of the hair, the, the meltdowns, the temper tantrums and all those things. Um, essentially, I think what, what the most memory I have from that or the thing I take away from that is that you're making a, you're, you're being there for your child and your child will remember that when they get older to the point where it's not just mom doing all the dirty work, but you are as well as the dad. So I think it's invaluable for you and for also for the, the enrichment of your children to see their dad so actively involved. Yeah, I mean, and that's something that uh, this generation of fathers has done very differently. We, we Our right. very first podcast we ever did was about that, that the role of dad has changed. I mean, you have to be involved by default because you've got two at the same age at the same time and you weren't planning for that. It just happened. And yet the truth is dads are way more involved now than, say, our dads were or especially our grandfathers were. And so, yeah, that's just something that's changing. And your wife works and travels, too, for work. Yeah. So yep. there's a lot of stuff going on in your house. Yeah, and it's it's a beautiful thing to see the the like the global change of parenting uh, evolving to be more of an equal kind of co-parenting uh, standard. Um, I love that. I love the idea of of dads taking ownership of the upbringing of their children um, and not relying on mom to be kind of the the heavy heavy lifter in that regard. So certainly, you're right. Your first podcast was was spot on. Uh, absolutely, dads are are changing the way that that. Fathers historically uh, have, you know, helped raise or shaped the the raising, the upbringing of their children, and it's a it's a beautiful thing to see. And I just hope I encourage all dads to to just take take ownership of it. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we even started Positively Dad just to give a resource because there aren't a lot out there. So here's right. here's the next thing I want to ask you about just being a dad of twins, and then we're going to talk travel because you and I both love it. Um, <laughs> tell me about. What are you most proud of as, uh, so far in raising these twin girls? Um, I think it's just from an intimate standpoint, it's just the dynamic I've been able to establish and carve out with them. I, I think a lot of times, as you mentioned, James, when mom travels for business, which is you know maybe once a month for a couple of days, she goes to Brazil, she goes to Mexico. Uh, it's it's almost like it's not a drop off from when mom's away. Uh, from when I'm with them. As anything, sometimes the, the girls love the dynamic that we can have one-on-one, -on -one, uh, sometimes just to be with each other and to carve out our own special relationship. And I think um, that that is one of the most beautiful things that, that parenting brings, really, is that you know, no matter how many children you have, one, three, or five, it doesn't really matter. It's the fact that you have that one-on-one -on -one time with your children to establish that rapport. Um, and it's just really, really a nice thing to have. Yeah, no question. Okay, so let's talk travel because this one gets me fired up. And you know, you, we both live in Florida, so th this is a place we we'll, we'll see friends post things. Hey, you know, I'm thinking about taking the kids to Disney World. What do you think? And I'll read the comments, and they go, "Well, how old are your kids?" And and, and in fact, I had a friend who posted she had like a a two year old and a six year old, and like ninety percent of the comments said, "Oh, it's too early. Don't mm -hmm. take them. They'll never <laughs> remember it. It's too expensive." And that stuff gets me fired up. You know, I'm yeah. just like, no, if you want to go, go. And I yeah. think you're in alignment with me on that. Talk yeah. about just just talk about, you know, these two girls have been all over the place and they're they're six years old. Talk about why that's so important to you. 
Yeah, I mean, 100% I'm with you on that, James. I, I don't believe in the whole, well, they're too young, they're not going to remember. I actually believe that the sights, the sounds, the smells, those are the things that will be ingrained in them at a young age. And when they get older, they'll, they'll be familiarized with those things because you've been immersing them into that into a, a different environment on a, on a monthly basis or however often you travel. I think it's paramount for children's growth to travel with your kids at a young age. Now, I understand that, you know, toddler travels very hard for, for parents with young children because you're, you know, you're going on an airplane and you're, you're, you have to take bottles and you have to take medicine and you have to worry about this and that. But it, that struggle is, is only temporary. The long-term effects of travel with children is proven to be beneficial for families and for those children to evolve, to have a more global, global perspective of life, but also just to, just to see the world. It's, it's, I think it's a huge disservice to, and I understand that parents are a little bit, some are going to say, well, that's too young. And I, you know, you go with what your comfort level is, but I will tell you, I encourage parents all the time to, even though it might feel daunting and nerve wracking, do it. Travel with your children and do it young so that when they are three or four or five, they're so used to it that they're well-behaved little humans on planes, in buses, right. on trains. Yep. And yep. if you do it early on, you're going to be fine. You're going to start – you're going to go back to their, your travel passion with your children in tow rather than a burden of your children going with you. You know, So it's, it's necessary to, to immerse them young so that you can kind of go back to your – routine of wanting to travel often and have uh, yeah right? i'm with you i mean naomi is so well behaved on planes and we just did a california and vegas trip i had to go for work for a couple of days i was mm -hmm. in vegas one day and then i'm in san diego the next day and then we went up to la and they came with me i mean you're talking like five different hotels over eight days airplanes we rode the amtrak we had rental cars and it's no big whoop right she grabs her yeah. bag and goes and is ready to go so she's experiencing that plus the places she's been, right? She's she's uh, seven years old. And I want you to talk about where you've taken some of your girls. At seven, though, Naomi's been to Paris. She's been to London. She's been to a ton of places in the United States. She's been to Jamaica and Mexico. And we met you guys in Costa Rica. I mean, just the different experiences she's had already. Um, and, and to have her experience different cultures and meet people from all over the world is just so cool. Talk about what you and your family have done, where you and your girls have been, and how that you think that's really helped them. Well, let me start by saying that when I first started traveling my girls, our first trip was a smaller trip. It was an hour and a half flight from our home in Miami. We went to Turks and Caicos. Uh, we started off small because we wanted to see how the girls would react to our flight and to the, the transiting from airport to listing and whatnot. They did great. Um, so we started, you know, kind of, kind of, growing up from that point and we started taking them on longer trips so we've taken them now to places like norway and argentina and denmark and colombia and uh and next year we're going with them to southeast asia so and they're 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 about to be sick so i'm very proud of that but i'm also i'm also very proud of the fact that we did start early because in, in fact and i've been also telling the girls since they were young since they were since they were a little bit older than toddlers which is where they can start, kind of retain what dad is saying is Girls, on the planes, you have to behave. You have to be good. You have to be quiet. And then, of course, parents have to make sure that they have all the necessary stuff to keep them entertained and busy. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of that. And, and t traveling with my girls now is not a, is no big deal. No sweat off my back. Whereas, you know, at first it was a almost like a training to ensure that they become well good travelers. 
Well, and you're leveraging a lot of rewards points and credit cards and things like that to help make all this travel cool, which is or possible, which is really cool. And if they follow you on Instagram and Twitter and all that jazz, they can kind of see from that. You write for the points guy, so they can follow you on there as well and get tips from you. Um, And so I want to specifically, though, look at like, just tell us about, you know, one of the places that you that you took your daughters and just what was so valuable about that experience? Um, I would say recently we did we did uh, last Thanksgiving, we did Argentina and Uruguay. Um, because those countries are fairly close to each other. So um, we speak Spanish, so it's fairly easy transition. So that's not really um, one of the reasons we went, but it's simply because we wanted to explore Argentina to why we've, our families are from Colombia. So we've had been to, with the girls to Colombia several times. We had never gone south in South, South, South America. So what was cool about that is similar to your trip to San Diego, James, is we jumped around a lot. We did a lot of you know, trips in Buenos Aires. We went to the outskirts. We also went to Uruguay. We took, we took boat, train, planes, anything you can imagine to transit from one city to another, one country to another. We did that. And it was, it was a fully immersed travel experience of, of various transportation methods, but also like different sceneries. We went city, then beach, then back to city. Um, so overall, I think it was a very, um, a very fulfilling trip for us because you you know a lot of parents might do let's say the beach vacation in Hawaii or they'll do Europe for a week and that's fine and dandy but this experience was nice and more fulfilling because we had kind of both we had the beach vacation to rest up after you know days of transiting or travel and then we had the city experience in Buenos Aires so that is one of the more recent memorable uh, trips that I've taken with the girls what advice I guess would you give for parents then that they're going okay you know, all right, we've been thinking about it, you know, because here's the advice I'd give. If it's on your mind that you'd like to go, then go. Yeah. Right. I mean, just, just figure it out and go and don't ask a bunch of people whether or not you should go because the majority of the people are going to tell you, if you have young kids, a majority of the people are going to tell you not to go. And uh, in fact, I had a a family member say to us, why do you do this stuff with her? She's never going to remember it. And, and my response was, what should I do? Should I lock her in a closet and only bring her out when she can remember stuff? Like, yeah. is that what I'm supposed to do? Or are we just supposed to enjoy our life? So so I would say if, if, if it's on your heart and you say, I want to go and do this trip, then absolutely without question, go do it. Would you agree? I would agree 100%. And I would yeah. even furthermore say that wherever you're from, even if you live in, let's say, like we do, Tampa and, and, and South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Miami – this you if you continue to if you if you are scared to take your children outside of their their bubble then you're insulating them and you're not allowing them to see the world and so what you're doing then in that res- retrospect is that when you go to travel with them in the future it gets harder it gets more challenging they're not going to be able to adapt to your surroundings fast enough or quick enough and so i think it's imperative that you that you don't listen to that to that notion of not traveling young with your children you mm-hmm. do and also there's websites like uh there's facebook groups like club bebe voyage that are parents literally on facebook group parents talking about places they've taken their children at young ages and they in the it's literally a support group of pa- traveling parents who have taken their one-year-old to cairo or their twin girls to Egypt or sorry to Japan um, so that is sort of a motivating factor for me when I've even had questions of whether or not I should take the girls to mm-hmm. XYZ place um, so there's there's parent support groups like that but there's also people to talk to but I agree with you James I think if you talk to half the people or, or more than half the people will tell you don't go but you really have to align yourself with the people that are going and are doing these trips and that are yeah. doing 
what you want, especially if it's in your mind. If, in, right. if it's in your mind that you want to do a trip, don't 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 be bogged down by negativity or something that's going to kind of bring fear into you. Go with the people like James and myself, or other or groups like Club Evoyage who can encourage you to do it and and give you pointers on how to do it. Right. I agree. The the thing I appreciate most about the travel, I mean, we've been traveling with Naomi since she was born, quite frankly, because my family's out of town and my wife's family's out of town. So by default, we had to jump on airplanes and, and go to places. Here's the thing, though, that, that I love. And this just happened on our way back. We're coming back from L.A. to Tampa. And, um, you know, LAX is so fascinating, right? So I'm like, we're going to get there really early just because I don't trust it. I don't know. It. Even with I've got clear and pre-check and the whole deal, I just we wanted to get there early. So we had plenty of time to spend there. And so we're at the little food court grabbing some breakfast. And, and, and you know this from meeting Naomi, you've met her, that she loves to make friends. She's an only. So she likes to be able to make friends like she did with your girls. And there's this girl about her age who's just kind of playing around in the food court. And Naomi says to us, can I just go ask her if she wants to sit with me and we can eat together? So she and this girl sit down at their own table. They're both about seven years old and are eating breakfast together and talking and having a conversation. And as we left, um, we say goodbye. And I asked the little girl where she's from and her parents are sitting not too far away. And she's visiting the United States from India. Now, I mean, this is halfway across the world, and my daughter just sat randomly in an airport and had breakfast with a girl her age from India, and and they were talking and communicating and had a great time hanging out with each other. Think of just the people that you get to surround yourself with and meet, and then the view that you have on the world when stuff like that happens. I just thought that was the coolest thing. That's what travel does, right, James? I mean, it brings people together that you normally wouldn't see if you stayed in your in your bubble at home. So, 100%, I believe that that's just the immersion of having these sights and sounds and people that you're going to meet and interact with. Your children will eventually develop a sort of natural awareness and acceptance of of different diversity, diverse backgrounds, and people of all shapes and colors. And that's the beauty of travel. All right. So what advice would you give to parents to make this easy? You've been doing it a long time. I've been doing it a long time. What what tips would you give, you know, looking back at your experience to help families that go, okay, fine. Yep. You know what? We're, we're going to do it. We're going to take that trip to wherever it is. What should they do? So despite the fact that as parents know, you might plan so your heart's content, but when you actually go and get on that airplane, something could go wrong. The child could be hungry, colicky, sleepy, whatever the case may be. But I do think that a lot of preparation goes a long way. And if you are literally, if you are gearing up for your trip that you, and it's a long flight and you're, you want to make sure you get to that destination and you're just dying to visit that. And you don't want, you want to take your kids along because you don't have anyone to take care of them. This is what you do. You plan accordingly. You take as many snacks as you can. You take as many toys and as many games as you can in a backpack Make sure it's on, it checked in with you or carried on with you, I'm sorry. Make sure you take coloring books, crayons, tablets, whatever you have to do to ease the stress for you in flight. Because at the end of the day, you can manage children and tamper tantrums and whatnot in a hotel room or walking around the street. But on the airplane, I think that's what brings a lot of fear to parents is the airplane ride to XYZ destination. So prepare accordingly. Expect it. Understand, too, that passengers around you some are very very aware and very very uh, empathetic towards you and some are not but that's fine don't concern yourself with that concern yourself with your child and making sure your child it feels entertained feels busy uh takes a nap adapt to your child based on the needs don't worry about other passengers or anything else 
So that's what I would that's what I would leave you with because I, yeah. I, quite frankly, with twins, there are many times where passengers would look at us and one. I remember one flight to New York City, my child, one of my twins, for two hours out of the two and a half, didn't stop crying. She was just wasn't. She was so sleepy, but she was you yeah. know baby a baby. She was a year and a half old. And I just carried her and I walked up with her and I walked up down the aisle and even the, the flight attendant helped out. And, you know, I think back to that moment, how tough it was, but I also think about how it was well worth it. Uh, so don't let it deter you from traveling with your children. We all have stories like that. We had one, we yeah. were coming back from, from somewhere and we're on Atlanta to Tampa. It's like an hour flight. And, and fortunately with my travel, you know, we often get upgraded. So Terry and I had both been upgraded. We're sitting up front. Naomi it does not have a ticket. She's on our lap. And and literally, she screamed the entire way from Atlanta to Tampa, like the entire way. I was so embarrassing. And then we land, and she just fell asleep. Like the second we landed, she fell asleep. And, and it's one of those. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you know what I appreciated was everyone was so kind. This is what I found. Very rarely, the, the, do I find people who are rude or angry at you. I mean, they just, they, in fact, as much as I travel and, and again, oftentimes we, we give the opportunity like you do to, to sit up front. Those are people who travel a lot as well. And so they empathize with you. And um, so, yeah, I found the closer I sit to the front, the less judgmental the people are. Here's, (laughs) here's the deal though, is that it's just part of the deal. And, and that's the only story that I can tell you that I remember of a rough flight with her in the seven years that we've been on airplanes. And so, you know, we're going to have those stories and it is what it is, right? Isn't that what you'd say? Yeah, it happens. It happens, but you've got to keep trucking, keep on. Right. Right. Okay. So what's the, what is the final kind of words that you'd offer somebody who's thinking about just making a trip with their family and really making this part of who they are? Uh, Just do it. Just do it. Don't think twice. Don't let anyone deter you from making that trip happen. Travel is a genuine gift that we are all given. And just because you have children does not mean that you stop pursuing that, especially if it's one of your passions. So you continue to travel, you bring your kids along, and you, and you tough it out. And you know what? When they're in that age where they, they're, they, when you can negotiate with them or when you, they can relate to you or they can be more of a you – can, you can kind of give them the, the lowdown of what's expected and they listen, then you're going to be happy that you started off young and that they absolutely know the drill um, I think it's paramount that you do that and that you don't let fear get in the way of, of wanting to pursue your travel goals with your family. Love it. Awesome. Well, listen, I appreciate you uh, joining us for this Dad Talk episode, and we've got to run into you guys on a trip somewhere again. We just saw you a month ago. It's we got to make it happen again. We'll make it happen. I know the girls would love to see Naomi. So You got good. it. Same here. Okay. Well, listen, okay. thank you so much. We appreciate you. Have a good one. Thank you. So many good things on there, right? Don't be afraid to travel. And, and when I you know talked with Juan and I talked about it, we both hear it all the time of wait, wait, wait. No, don't wait. And um, yes, you know, he's he, he you can read all about what he's doing to, to make, you know, make it work leveraging points and credit cards and stuff like that. If you follow the points guy, uh, which is a website or and a blog and he writes for that, or you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter and, and all that stuff. It's it's uh, double duty daddy. And, uh, and he'll share with you how he's doing it. He'll give you the tips. And we don't do all that stuff he does. We do some, and I travel some for work as well, so we're able to utilize points to make some things happen. And yet the truth is, uh, the experiences that we've had as a family will never replace. And, and Naomi remembers a lot of this stuff. And then we have the pictures, and we talk about it. And that, you know, it just creates such a cool opportunity for her growing up. And the other thing is, we don't have to go halfway across the world. 
you know, hop in the car and find a place two hours from here and then go hang out at the pool and meet the people around you and talk with them and get to know them. We've met so many amazing families out there, um, you know, on our on our trips or vacations. If you're traveling for work, Dad, maybe you schedule it so that your family can come with you and extend that a little bit. So there's lots of ways to make it happen, and there's so much value in it. All right, well, we thank you for listening to this Dad Talk episode of Positively Dad, and I trust it added some value to you. Would you let us know what you think? We love it when you rate us. We have five stars on, on iTunes, so thanks for that. Rate us, give us a review, that would be awesome. And then follow us on all of our social media pages, Instagram and Twitter and, and, and Facebook, where just search Positively Dad, and we'd appreciate it so much. Anyway, we thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on Positively Dad. Have a good one. Bye-bye.